Welcome to the Lift Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the greatest lift in life. We are so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will give you a lift of encouragement through this message. Let's get into Throwback Sunday and get into our word today. 1 Samuel chapter 18. If you've got your Bible, go to 1 Samuel chapter 18. We don't hate on phone Bibles or tablets. You can use those. I just uh, I recommend do not disturb so that you can stay laser focused on what God wants to speak to you today. But we're going to get into Throwback Sunday today and um, let's do it. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for every single saint who carried the message of the cross so that we could have it. We thank you that it's our time, and Father, we ask that you would use us, you would coach us, you would develop us into the sons and daughters you want us to be. Father, our hearts are open in Jesus' name, and everyone agrees, said amen. 1 Samuel chapter 18, let me give you a little bit of context. My boy David is, uh, David killed who? Goliath. Okay, many of us know whether you're proficient with your Bible or not, you're familiar with the story of David and Goliath. Right after David killed Goliath, Saul, who was the king of the army who should have taken Goliath on, was fearful, and so David took care of business. He pulls David even closer to them, and he says, you ride with me, right, because I want to be seen with you, right? I got to look good at all times. And so he's riding into the next town with David when he hears a secular song that the townspeople have begun to sing. It was a simple little song with lyrics like this. David has killed his thousands. Uh, um, uh, Saul has killed his thousands. And David has killed tens of thousands. And with the lyrics of a simple song, Saul said, say what? Run those lyrics back by me again. What is this city singing? (laughs) Because I don't like it. And it did something in him. And I do want to just side say, if you think lyrics won't affect you, you might want to read the the account of King Saul because he began to lose his mind over the songs of the city. And so um, we pick up in verse 10 where it says that now David is uh, close to Saul and they're back in his um, kingdom. And it says this, the very next day, A tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing a harp, and as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand. Oh, yeah. I get to unsheath it. Uh, Ow. Oh, no, I'm just joking. All right. (laughs) Full of games, Pastor. I know. Saul had a spear in his hand, and suddenly he hurled, and y'all like, don't do that. I know, y'all think I'm crazy. I would never do that. I know, you think I'm capable, but I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. (laughs) You're like, he does does weird things with props just to get a message across. (laughs) King Saul had a spear in his hand, and he hurled it at David. Somebody say, that's not cool. He intended to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. Somebody say dos. Saul was then afraid of David, for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. See, I have found that if you are going to make a difference in this world, 
somebody is going to throw spears at you. Now, in each and every one of our hearts, we all have an inner desire given by God to make a difference. God put it there. But isn't it true that sometimes the world can wear you down to where you just start thinking, I'm just not going to speak anymore. I'm just not going to have an opinion anymore. I'm just not going to say anything anymore because I'm so tired of having spears thrown at me. And I don't know if I, I was able to dodge the last one and I don't know if I'll be able to dodge the next. And... I have found that ever since humans existed, our Bible tells us that humans have been throwing spears at one another. Adam and Eve, first two people created. Eve makes a mistake. God speaks to Adam and says, Adam, what have you done? Adam says, the woman. <laughs> Wasn't me. He throws spears at his wife. And he says, the woman made me do it. Oh, it was probably just them. So let's look at their kids. Cain literally killed Abel. He didn't spear him. He still clubbed him. Attacking. Moses. Oh, surely we can't find fault with Moses. He led millions of Israelites in captivity in Egypt out of captivity. They now have their freedom. Surely everybody will be cool with him until a rebellion rises up against him, led by Korah, who says, I don't like your lifestyle. I don't like your decisions. Who made you boss? Who made you ruler of all? And began to metaphorically throw spears at him. We see that Joseph was a brother of 12, youngest, and the other 11 brothers began to throw spears at daddy's little favorite, throwing him down a pit so that they can try to eliminate what someone else makes me uneasy about. We know David had King Saul throw spears at him. He also had his brothers throw spears at him. Not literally, but they were the ones who were like, who do you think you are? Why do you even think you little shrimp belong on a battlefield? You can't do anything out here. His father threw spears at him when uh, uh, important people showed up to town. He was like, just leave the boy out in the shepherd's field. He doesn't really matter all that much. And his son Absalom would raise up a rebellion and metaphorically throw spears at him we know that Nehemiah tried to rebuild the temple of God and Sanballat and, Tob Sanballat and Tobiah threw spears at him and Jesus had Pharisees throw spears at him in other words if you are going to make a difference today and God has created you to make one you will have spears thrown at you there's something in the sin nature of man that gets pleasure in spearing others when things aren't going our way. John, the book of John says this, as Jesus describes, If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you know, are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world. See, Sometimes we try to blend into the world and we try to adopt tendencies of the world. Why? Because I just don't want any spears in my back. But Jesus is saying, I called you out of the world and I called you to be in the world, but not of the same spirit of it. And he said this, he said, do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they speared me, 
naturally, they will spear you. He said persecute, which you, you follow him. <laughs> so the question in my mind is not if someone spears you. The question is when someone spears you, how will you respond? Um, I remember Pastor Scott, he's one of our overseers of the church. He's my spiritual father. He's my pastor. He lives in Louisiana. And I got saved down in Louisiana. And in 2008, my wife and I moved up here for a ministry position. It was my first ministry position. And I remember him calling to check on me about a month into it. And he said, Drew, how you doing, my friend? How's everything going in Maryland? I'm like, it's awesome everything's amazing it's so cool to be doing what God's called us to do everybody loves me everybody's on board and Pastor Scott said this Drew he said everyone will love you until you make a decision they don't like <laughs> because once you actually make a difference spears start throwing and I've also found that some people will spear others because they don't like a decision made but some people seem to, like, have been, they just enjoy throwing spears just for the fun of it. Now, I will say this, it's probably because they grew up in a house. Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe they grew up in a house that was accustomed to throwing spears at one another. We either roast one another at the table... And if we're not roasting one another at the table, maybe parents are roasting children with harsh speak and name calling. And if that's not happening, maybe we've made it a customary thing that in our household we talk about other people when the doors are closed and we spear them in earshot of our children. We have all been around spear throwers and every one of us has been a spear thrower at some point too. See, here's the big question for you today. What do you do when someone throws spears at you? Well, you take them out of the wall and you throw them back. That's, that's what this world has told me. You're going to let the boss talk to you like that? You've got to stand up to him. You've got to show him how to bring some respect. You're going to... You're going to accept that kind of pay. Uh, you got to stand up for yourself. You're going to let them bully you on the court. You're going to let them do this. You got to hit. If you get the world hits you, you got to hit them back. For this proves how courageous you are when they throw spears at you. You take it out and you chunk it back. It, it, it shows how focused you are on righteous living. Because when I throw spears at other Christians... I'm showing you how I'm a defender of the faith. I know how to take a spear and make sure righteousness wins in the name of righteousness. I, 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 if you throw spears, come on, you show that you have a disdain for wrongdoing. I got no place for sin and it makes you look good. Come on, if you throw spears, it also shows just how tough you are and that you shouldn't be taken lightly. Heck, you're a candidate for kingship if you throw spears. You might even be the new Lord's ordained and anointed one because you are taking a stand. And maybe 20 years after your coronation, you'll be the best spear thrower in the kingdom. Ouch. That last part, 
It's part of a book that I'm reading right now, and you're like, why would you want to hurt yourself so much by reading words like this? Because I've been a spear thrower too. And I would highly recommend this book. It's called A Tale of Three Kings. It's only about 100 pages, and you can read it quite quickly. But our staff is reading through it right now. And those last thoughts were the ideas of Gene Edwards out of this book. We have it provided for you in our resource center for the same price. You can get it on Amazon. We don't nickel and dime you when we sell things. We sell you right at cost because what we want is anybody who feels led by the Holy Spirit to grab one and to read it and to go further. We want to put it in your hands immediately okay and so they're there when you leave um it's ten dollars and so um i i I read that last part and i i was just like ouch because i want to read this excerpt that he wrote and i want you to think how others have treated you when i read this excerpt about saul and david the mad king saw david as a threat to the king's kingdom Saul did not understand, it seems, that God should be left to decide what kingdom survives which threats. Not knowing this, Saul did what all mad kings do. He threw spears at David. He could. He was king. Kings can do things like that. They almost always do things like that. Kings claim the right to throw spears. Everyone knows that kings have the right. Everyone knows very, very well. And how do they know? Because the king has told them so many, many times times know anybody who's thrown spears at you and you're like get them pastor get them (laughs) speak to it now i want to reread that excerpt only this time i want you to think about a time you spoke about somebody else when you talked about someone else and listen to it again the mad king saw david as a threat to the king's kingdom Saul did not understand it seems that God should be left to decide what kingdoms survive which threats. Not knowing this, Saul did what all mad kings do. He threw spears at David. He could. He was king. Kings can do things like that. They almost always do. Kings claim the right to throw spears. Everyone knows kings have that right. Everyone knows very, very well. And how do they know that? Because the king has told them so many, many times. Isn't that what our gossip is often cloaked in? Isn't that what our attacking and our talking and our backbiting often is cloaked in? Guys, I am not, I have not mastered this and I'm still working on this. But I think it's true of all of us that we not only know spear throwers, but we've all been spear throwers. Come on. The jealous always throw spears at their next threat. The boss who is insecure in his position will throw spears at the next up-and-coming talent. The leader who throws spears at other people to devalue their name or authority. The BFF who knows there's a new potential BFF moving in on your BFF will start throwing spears on just how weird and different they are. Come on. The rich will throw spears at the poor, and the poor will throw spears at the rich. I wrote it this way. Anytime insecurity exists, duck. Spears always seem to be nearby. Spears always seem to be nearby the insecure. And we've all done it, and we've all had them thrown at us. And it's really easy right now to be thinking, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this message. 
Or to be, come on, you listening, make sure he's awake down there. Come on, make sure she's getting all this, right? Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to forget who you want to have heard this message because I don't believe it's coincidence you're here. I believe God wants to work on our hearts. And so let's focus on ourselves as I focus on myself as well when I ask this question, when someone throws spears at you, what do you do? See, I love the twist Gene Edwards puts on it. Everyone has a Saul inside of them. You got a David spirit inside of you, but you got a Saul spirit inside of you too. And sometimes we can ask the question, why would God allow such a uh, meanie? You use way worse than words than that. Why would God allow someone like this in authority? Why would God allow someone so harsh? Why would God allow a Saul to be in authority? And he says this, and I love it. He says, because if you don't have a Saul throwing spears at you, you can't kill the Saul inside of you. See, sometimes harsh treatment, sometimes um, sinful treatment does a work inside of us too to ensure that we don't become King Saul number two. He's literally going, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> I don't want to be like that. Or who just dodged that one. And when you take the spear out of the wall and you start throwing, you become, I'll be King Saul number two. You just wait for my time. When you become David who just goes, ooh, hand of God helped me avoid that one. I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed. He's got something. I'm just going to follow him. Then we develop a heart of David, which many of us wouldn't blame him for throwing spears back. So write this down. Today on Throwback Sunday, don't throw back spears. Throw back grace. On Throwback Sunday, don't throw back spears. Throw back grace. That was way easier to write that down with your thumbs than it will be to live out, okay? Like I said, this is not one of those messages that you know, I'm about to give you four ways, four, four ways to throw back grace today. But let me just say this before you get the list. This is not one of them where you go, okay, Pastor, give me those four because I'm going to just go home and work on them and check them off within 24 hours because I like working th th things through systematically. So do I. You'll be working on this your entire life. When it comes to grace, we will always struggle with it our entire life. What we can do is get better and better every single year. Can I get an amen? Okay, so for clarity, I'm not perfect on this, and you're not perfect on this, but here's to not becoming spear throwers. You got your thumbs ready? Number one, four ways to throw back grace today. Number one, stay calm. The moment someone tries to spear you with a spear, an indignation rises up. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> Excuse me? No, they didn't. They said what? They posted what? They promoted who? <laughs> they are dating who? <laughs> they? <laughs> oh, nah. -uh. And we, we have this indignation that rises up and step one is to stay calm proverbs 12 16 says a fool is quick tempered but a wise person stays calm 
when insulted. Ooh, how wise, how simple, and yet how so profound was that statement? <laughs> Stay calm. You know how biblical that is, and yet we will struggle with this for a long time. <laughs> what did my kids say? <laughs> Which rule did they disobey? <laughs> you said you were going to be home at this time, and you were not. Come on. L listen, you get what I'm saying? We got to... Stay calm. Easier said than done. I like what Mark Batterson says, though. A compliment from a fool is really an insult. And an insult from a fool is really a compliment. So maybe that helps out a little bit. When a fool begins to talk about you, you can just kind of go, oh, right, I saw that spear, but that, I kind of I like that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, that's all right. That's all right. But people can read between the spears. <laughs> I wrote this down, breathe in, breathe out, count to three, you'll be in better shape after that, you'll see. Come on, my children's book is coming out real soon. <laughs> Give me a real elementary right here. Dr. Seuss said, okay, anyway. So number one, four ways to throw back grace today, stay calm. Number two, don't attack back. Ha, ha, that is way easier to write down than to do. You know, I, I was once listening to the audio book of, um, it's called um, uh, Letters Written in, I think it's Birmingham Jail. It's about Martin Luther King and some letters he wrote when he was um, in prison. And he was sharing the philosophy of um, uh, what they were trying to accomplish with social justice. And one of the things he said is that, it, when we protest, if you are hit, if you are attacked, if you are name-called, if you are speared, in other words, the moment you attack back, you become the very thing we're fighting against. And so phase three of his change was anyone who wanted to join a protest were brought behind private doors and they were tested on what he called the self-purification stage, which was defined as See if they can take a blow without retaliating. They'd get up in each other's face, and they would call each other words you shouldn't use. They would punch people. They would kick people, and they would see, will you hit me back or will you stand back up? Because the moment you retaliate is the moment you become King Saul II. And so he wanted to lead peaceful riots. I think Jesus said it better before Martin Luther King said it, which was Matthew 5.38 when Jesus said, You have heard our world say, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Put that scripture up there. Um, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, go ahead and turn to them the other cheek also. Raise your hand if you appreciate that scripture. I can remember teaching this to a bunch of young people, and they, I love that they felt comfortable pushing back. And he comes, one boy comes to me, he said, Pastor Drew, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. And he said, how do I do that? Because I don't like that. And I said, I don't think any of us like that. <laughs> when I'm being bullied on the playground, when people are talking about my skin tone, when people are talking about the way I vote, when people are talking about my family, when people, when I get passed over unrighteously at the job site, when, when people are, are making fun of my religion, when people are making fun of my Jesus, turn the other cheek. 
I don't like that. But st step number two of four ways to throw back grace today is you can't attack back. Gene Edwards in this book said it this way. Better he kill me than I learn his ways. Better he kill me than I become as he is. I shall not practice the ways that cause kings to go mad. I will not throw spears. Nor will I allow hatred to grow in my heart. I will not avenge. I will not destroy the Lord's anointed. Not now, not ever. Oh, come on. Those are some powerful words to live by. Four ways to throw back grace. Number one, stay calm. Number two, don't attack back. Number three, change the spirit. How many agree? That is a different spirit throwing back grace than it is throwing back spears. <laughs> when spears come at you, the spirit is, oh, yeah? <laughs> Who's got the weapon now? <laughs> you got two of them? You know, and, and that spirit of anger, of, 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 of wrath, of losing myself in the moment. But the spirit of, boy, and you just, that sounded way too comedic. I felt, okay. I don't know how to redeem it now. <laughs> What's way more serious? Okay, anyway. The spirit of, I'm just going to leave it there. I'll let him answer to God for his spears. But I'm not going to answer to God by throwing spears back. It's a way different spirit. In fact, I said, you can focus on your comeback or you can focus on God's comeback. Oh, I just helped out some marriages up in here. Come on, you, you start getting into a disagreement, and you start going when they're done talking. Maybe not when they're done talking. I might interrupt because you just said, what? Okay, here we go. All right, and I, I got to come back. I'm loaded, <laughs> spear in hand. I'm ready whenever you're done. <laughs> Shut that mousetrap up. Come on, you, 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 you thought these things before. And then you realize this is not the spirit I should have right now. It is the spirit of man, and we've all been there, and we've all been hurt, and we've all dealt with it. That doesn't make you weird, but I've got to change the spirit. Um, have you ever thought before, have you got somebody in your life you said, I'll never become like that when I grow up. I'll never become that person. The way you, <laughs> you'll never escape becoming that person as long as you throw spears. That means you'll become that person. I've seen people say before, I'll never become that person. And then they continue by throwing spears at that person to you so that you can see how much better you are than they can see. They can see how much better you are than them. Therefore, developing your King Saul spear throwing work behind the scene. You'll never achieve not becoming them by throwing spears at them. You'll only achieve it by throwing back grace. When we honor them anyway, when we, when we walk righteously anyway, when we, when we realize that it's not my call to judge, God's got this, when we prayerfully change the spirit of our outlook. I used to, before we moved here in Maryland, back in Louisiana, I, I'm not a good mechanic. I, I remember having problems with my car and not enough money to fix it. And I remember a man telling me, I'll help you fix that. And um, I'm like, how long is it going to take? And they're like, you know, four hours. And eight hours later, <laughs> still like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> Come on. And then I start talking to other people in the church, just making conversation. Come, yeah, 
I, you've never had that happen to you. And you start going, man, he took forever on my car. And they're like, I know the dude's the slowest guy in the world. And, you know, and we start talking about him. And then I realized, instead of throwing spears the next time he helped me with, you're so slow, I began to honor him instead. You're so generous with your time. You use a lot of your time <laughs> to help me out. Therefore, you are very generous with your time. And instead of throwing spears, I'm not going to attack back. I'm going to change the spirit. My wife is great at this because we're not perfect in our marriage either. And so when a tiff might arise, come on, we might get into it. And in the middle of it, she'll just kind of go, what is it that you're hoping I hear so that we can resolve this? And I'm just like, yeah. That's a different spirit. <laughs> I kind of liked it when you were throwing spears because then I had a spear to grab to throw back. But when you change the spirit, you take the spear out of the situation. Instead of, this trades your weapons into worship. In fact, Isaiah prophesied this. He said, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. There, he will teach us his ways. There it is again, following in his ways. We will walk in his past, not the world's past. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and hammer their spears into pruning hooks. In other words, the church shouldn't be full of weapons. The church should be full of tools. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, you're such a tool. And now reply back to them, thank you. <laughs> because weapons are meant to tear down and tools are meant to build up. They traded swords for plowshares. What do plowshares do? They dig up hard soil so that fruitful life can come out of it. Know anybody who's got a really hard soil? And you're just like, where's my sword at? Okay. In the name of Jesus. He, no, 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 no. Where's my sword at? <laughs> In the name of Jesus. <laughs> right? Why don't we trade or hammer our swords into plowshares? I'm going to begin to pray that that hard soil will be cultivated into a soil that can be permeated with a seed from heaven that will grow in you so that you bear fruit too. Oh, come on now. We trade in weapons for worship. You will trade spears for pruning hooks. What do pruning hooks do? They cut off life-sucking shafts so that fruit, sweeter fruit can come out of the plant. In other words... I'm no longer looking to cut you off at the ankles. I am now looking to find the fruit in your lives. For every rose has its thorn. Okay. <laughs> you can focus on the thorns. We all got them, including you and me. Or we can see God's trying to make that rose something awesome. And I don't need swords or spears to do it. I need plowshares and pruning hooks. So maybe I need to lay down maybe even my social media account, my sharp tongue, my impatience. I told you, you'll have to work on this your whole life, including me too. Listen, stop getting offended and throwing spears. 
change the spirit and throw back grace. And number four, always forgive. If you don't forgive, you will throw spears. Bitterness and resentment will build up to the point that you can't help yourself from grabbing that spear out of the post and throwing it. If it's not to their face when you get really rigid and indignant with them, come on, you know, you start realizing, man, my, my tongue has no restraint. I am just let them have it. If it's not to their face, then it will be behind it on a phone call, through a text message. I cannot believe what they just did. Let me throw spears at them. Listen, Proverbs 29, 22 says, An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. In other words, hot-temperedness just grabs spears and causes all kind of carnage. But we have to, in fact, write this down. When you forgive and release... You break spears and restore peace. When you forgive and release, you break spears and you restore peace. Amen? So I want to I allow some time to let God do some work in our hearts. I'm going to ask you if you would just close your eyes. Um, open up your hands. You don't have to raise them. If you want to, you can. But would you just put your palms upwards and open like you're ready to receive? Because I want to pray for three types of people. The first one is this, if you realize you need to forgive someone, you're holding a fence with someone, you're holding someone captive in your heart for something they did to you, they might deserve a spear thrown back at them for they threw a spear at you, but it's time to not throw back on Throwback Sunday spears. It's time to throw back grace. One of the best ways you could do that right now is by releasing them. Father, for those who have saw a face, or thought of a name, Father, I pray that you would help us release them. Would you restore our peace? For some it's easy, for many of us it's hard. Father, we need your Holy Spirit to do this. So Holy Spirit, would you do a surgery in our hearts so that we release people, so that we lay down the spear and we throw back grace instead. Second person I felt led to pray for is those who struggle with anger quick-witted comebacks come on you know how to throw it down you know how to fight well you know how to stand your ground you know how to win every fight praise the lord god doesn't come back at you for way worse things than we oftentimes come at others i didn't need god coming at me and we maybe right now no 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 condemnation but there is conviction and if the Holy Spirit is saying, come on, there's, your tongue just needs to take a rest. Your thumbs might need to take a rest. I just want to heal your heart. If you hear the Lord saying that, Father, I pray over those dealing with anger. Father, would you heal us? Would you restore peace to us? Would you help us slow down and stay calm? Father, would you help us release the death grip on the spear? And would you ready our hands to throw back grace, which isn't easy. It's contrary to our nature, but it's your heart. So, Father, help us be more like you in Jesus' name. I pray peace and guidance. One last thing I ask before you open your eyes. If you're in this place and you know, I, you know, Pastor, I'm not even close to God, but I realize I've got the wrong, I've got the wrong spirit. I had the wrong opinion of God, and today I, I feel him tugging at my heart. 
You realize he wasn't trying to take your life. He was trying to give you abundant life. He was trying to help you live your best life. He was trying to uh, forgive you of your sins so that you no longer have to fight the world to have your place. Jesus already surrendered his life to give you a place, a place in heaven. And that comes by surrendering and laying down your life. You've got to release the spears. You've got to release what we're holding on to. You've got to release the identity and give it to him. If you're in this place, every eye's closed, no one's looking around, but would you just real quickly be bold enough to raise your hand and put it back down if you realize today I'm going to try a new way. I'm going to give my life to Jesus and try his way. Come on, just throw it up real quick and you can put it back down. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, come on. Yeah, thank you so much. If you're online and you say, that's me, then just write in the chat, I'm in too. And listen, our, you just made the most important decision ever, but you're going to need the Holy Spirit to work in you. So we're just going to pray a simple prayer of repentance and ask God to help us. The whole church will pray it along with you as we all pray out loud together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I've thrown some spears, I have sinned, I have messed up, and I need you to forgive me. I want you to forgive me, and I'm sorry for what I've done. I believe you, Jesus, are the Son of God. And I believe when you were beaten and died on the cross, you did it to pay the price for my sin so that I could be free right now. So I received that freedom. I am forgiven, I'm a new person, and I want to live a new life to honor you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, and the church celebrates with everyone who said, amen.